0: Welcome to Locked On Cardinals, episode 128. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock here. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow Bo at Bob Rack. You can follow the podcast at Locked On A Z Cards. Got an interesting show for you today in line um, leading up to Sunday morning. Cardinals go to Minnesota. Uh, we will talk about the keys to victory in the second half of this podcast. But first, there was an interesting interview that we had on the show that I'm that I co-host. On The Freaks, 1 to 4 p.m. Monday through Friday on Fox Sports 910 Phoenix. You can listen to Bo 4 to 7 on The Drive. Bob McManaman, a local writer here for azcentral.com, Arizona Republic. We have him on every Wednesday. And the dude's the writing version of a gunslinger. He's an outlaw. I don't know why I'm talking in a southern accent, but dude will say what's on his mind. He'll write what's on his mind and... For better or worse, there are guys in the Arizona Cardinals organization that refuse to answer questions for him and refuse to have uh, conversations with him because of his take on reality sometimes. I mean, he'll ask questions that other people won't, and he gets a bad rap for it sometimes. And Bo was on the Freaks before me a couple years back, and Bo will attest to this. So let's get to the point. Bobby pretty much said... That there are some people in the locker room that still think that Sam Bradford should be the starting quarterback, and it's interesting because Sam Bradford was putrid through two and a half games, and it's it, the the divide seems to be something that you know is not healthy. You know, it's never healthy in a locker room, especially with a right. new coaching regime and who's on what side of that of that pendulum regarding the starting quarterback with the coaches we don't know
1: but well, it's, it's very it's a very vulnerable time right you have a brand new coaching staff coming in from a team that had high hopes for itself following a 2015 NFC championship appearance and since then it's been mediocrity it's been bad and then this year you bring in a you've got a changing of a guard and immediately the results are drastically different i mean as bad as those last two seasons had been 7-8 eight, 1 8-8 eight, eight, They were disappointing, but they weren't, you know, bottom of the barrel. You're going to be competing for the pick. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So, you know, let's kind of take what Bobby Mack told you, Kenny Crash and Richie yesterday on the Freaks, was defensive players are lamenting the offense. They're, you know, they're getting gassed because the offense can't stay on the field. They're very unhappy players in the Cardinals locker room. You're one and four. Well, that's also
0: completely rational with the defense. Sure. You're on the field forty times, damn game, and, and I don't, I don't necessarily forty minutes, damn game.
1: I, I think that uh, you, you needed to get full context from what the players are saying, because, and, and I agreed with this when Jake Plummer joined the drive the other show on our local station. We're not just trying to like, you know, yeah. fluff ourselves here, but there's some interesting things. Jake Plummer, former Arizona Cardinals quarterback, thought that he saw a defense that was being sparked by Josh Rosen just being under center, and that they wanted to do him a service by getting him the ball and what they do they got five turnovers. The defense played very well. And You can look at the statistics after you, the game and say 28-18 and we only won by 10 after we just gave you five turnovers. Yeah, there's going to be people that are on on the defensive side of the ball that are, are going to be not happy with that. That you're not that you're not creating points and points and points after all these all, all these ter- turnovers, but you're one in four
0: if if players aren't unhappy there's a problem, right? W- yes. Would you like somebody yes.
1: to be happy-go-lucky at a one-and-four Obviously start?
0: not, but it, it's the manner in which they are unhappy which is right. causing concern. Is it? Because, I mean, there, there are serious,
1: rational questions being asked, and that's fine. And the questions need to be continued to be asked until there is some sort of a resolution here. And defense, I, I think that they have every right to ask questions. I think anybody within that organization or outside of the organization can continue to question until something is is answered as far as the offensive play calling and you not being able to utilize your best asset, which is David Johnson. So that that's I think we can all see reasoning behind that, right? The Sam Bradford report, though, where Bobby McManaman says that there are people within the organization that believes Sam Bradford should be the starting quarterback. That's insane. Now, I'm not saying that the report's erroneous or it's wrong, but the fact that there are people out there that believe Sam Bradford should be starting over Josh Rosen is absolutely insane.
0: Well, I mean, the, th- <laughs> and I was a huge proponent of that. Sam Bradford continuing to start. This is a year. A bridge quarterback, a bridge coaching uh, system that, that they brought in. I, I'm still not... It's still not so far-fetched that you bring in coaches just to lead you through the dark times and then bring people in to know what they're doing when you have a good team that can sustain winning. Lame duck is a better word. Yeah, but that is that's that was the plan. Sam Bradford come in. You didn't think you were going to win that 10 or 12 games, right? You didn't think no. you were going to win 10 or 12 games with Sam Bradford. So No, this team was unrealistic
1: in its the fact that it was in a full rebuild. I mean, they said it from the very beginning of Steve Wilk's tenure. This is not. They say this is a retool, not a rebuild. It's like okay, everybody else except for like the the P one Cardinal fans Mm -hmm. and the flagship radio station that spoon fed Cardinals propaganda. (laughs) It's is gonna is gonna try to tell you otherwise. But everybody else saw the writing on the wall. Yeah, this was a team that beyond its 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 top four stars, David Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald, Chandler Jones, Patrick Peterson, was horribly flawed. We didn't know how flawed their new offensive coordinator was, and that his play calling is is ineffective this day and age. But we thought that he was going to be a versatile guy that was going to make the proper adjustments. But what he continues to show is he can't adjust at all. He's going to continue to run the same game plan. It's I don't know. It's the Sam Bradford thing, though. I mean, if you're holding on to that, but like you, this this. this this organization is moving forward. This
0: is Josh Rosen time. Fine. And if you're not on board with that, there's no place for you. Okay, but in the in the most humanistic viewpoint of this, say it's offensive guys that are upset that Sam Bradford's not the starter. Okay? Just hypothetically speaking, say it's receivers. Say it's who Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald. Who cares? That it doesn't, pro- it that's all that would matter. But the thing is that with Sam Bradford... And this, I believed to be true. Sam Bradford gives them the best chance to hit their numbers, to hit their bonuses. And is that so no, far? He listen, doesn't. listen. This guy, Christian, uh, Josh Rosen, has had two starts. Okay, Sam Bradford's been in the league eight or ten years. So, my point is, and he's by, broken by the sheer number of facts. If, say, a guy has to have 300 receiving yards to get a $20,000 bonus, just say on a low-level scale, none of this is true as far as like I know. He needs,
1: 200 receptions to get to 300 y- receiving yards with Sam Bradford throwing two Bo, or three yards a pop.
0: 300 receiving yards by a veteran receiver, I would take a veteran quarterback to have oh, me hit my numbers. Get out of here. There's no... There's, he was, he there's was no 9 for 24 for 95 yards aside from that 75-yard touchdown pass. But that pass. happened. And Sam Bradford wouldn't have taken that shot. Sam
1: Bradford would have checked His arm down. would have fallen off, Bo. We know have, that. I, you, you can... There, there is no rational reasoning for Sam Bradford being under center at this point for the Arizona Cardinals. There's none. There's none. So, when I hear that there's people that are unhappy in the locker room, I get that. One in four. When I hear that there's people that think Sam Bradford should be starting for the Arizona Cardinals, I think that that's insane. And I think that those people, I would have no problem with who they are and what their status is with the team, that going forward or after this season are gone because that's crazy talk. That's You're taking,
0: you're getting up and you're just downing. You want to give them a psychological evaluation and then just ship them off? You should. What the hell is wrong with you? There's got to be something physiologically and psychologically Me wrong with you. You know the people. Yes, Exactly. <laughs> You can email Bo Brock. <laughs> uh, Bo at Fox Sports. I, I got 10. it. Com. I got it.
1: Hit me up. If you think if you're part of that group, I want to hear from
0: you. And listen, I was part of that group until, you know, week four where I saw the, the youthful exuberance of the team. But now the honeymoon phase is over. Okay, The honeymoon phase is over with the new quarterback. It's like bringing in a new coaching regime, usually, or when a coach gets fired midseason, usually, the team gets a spark, new rejuvenation, they win three or four games in a row, and then it goes back to normal. So we'll see what happens. If Minnesota beats them 42-3, to and Josh Rosen throws four picks, don't be surprised, Arizona Cardinals fans, haters, whatever, that Sam Bradford... Maybe back under center at some point this season. No way. The irrationality of this coaching staff. He's not even nothing. wearing
1: a uniform on game day because they're
0: saving themselves money now. He's done.
1: I saw him walk off the practice field the today. I'm like, what is? I wonder what he even does. Spends it's, his money, Bo. He, he spends does. his he probably, money. What is? What do you think Sam Bradford even spends
0: his money on? Bubble wrap, uh, in case you know he's bicycling down the down the street, and you know I don't know. A speck of sand hits him. We we, we can continue
1: this craziness, but uh, before we do that, how crazy is it that you're going to go out there and you're going to pay for new, brand-new, brand-name clothes? Why do we buy kids new clothes when they just outgrow them in a few months? I don't know. Wouldn't it be great if there was a place to discover awesome discounts on gently used clothes There is. Swap.com, the world's largest online consignment and thrift store. Stop driving to store after store, sifting through racks. Easily sift through millions of clothes in seconds at Swap.com. With easy-to-use filters to find, you get what you want, what you need. Over 14 million tons of textiles are wasted each year. Shopping secondhand at Swap.com helps prevent textile waste from polluting the environment, which is something you can feel good about. Swap.com is the world's largest online consignment and thrift store. Swap.com. You can save up to 90% off retail price on your favorite brands. Lululemon, Nike, J Crew, Gap. Quality hand inspected items are added daily. If something doesn't fit, enjoy the hassle-free returns within 30 days. Can the Cardinals return Sam Bradford? I don't think so. There's like 15 million guaranteed He's too there. expensive. No easy returns with that guarantee money. But easy returns at swap.com. Special offers for our listeners. Get 35% off select items. Your first order, promo code locked on.
0: Plus find new deals everywhere on swap.com's homepage. And check out the Locked On Fantasy Podcast. Oh, I'm entrenched. Five five leagues, Bo. Nobody cares. I know. Never again. And you're in your one league and yeah. you are happier than I am. You know, a puppy on a summer day. Rolling around in the grass.
1: I got my ride or die. We're just kind of we're in love. My one league. And I, I'm not even having immense success. Yeah. I like my team. Like my players that I get to flip around on Sunday Ticket, aside so
0: from a former LSU Tiger, yeah, that well, is causing your in, hair to recede, the, the, hair <laughs> recede.
1: Don't don't you dare say that. <laughs> uh, as far yeah, as wait until thirty
0: five for that. Dude. The
1: Locked On Fantasy Podcast. Those that Fournette issue that I have that LSU running back, they're
0: hooking me up with some ideas as far as how to fill that void. It, it has a, a gun and a trigger. I think <laughs> is uh, is is part of the part of the plan there. Yeah, check out Locked On Fantasy Podcast, man. The guys know what they're talking about. They would not be on the Locked On Podcast Network if they didn't. Check them out. We'll be right back. Locked On Cardinals, episode 128. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow Bo at Bob Brack. You can follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. To Sam Bradford again or not to Sam Bradford, the obvious rational answer is no, Bo. I know that. But rationality is at a premium in between the ears of this coaching staff in the front office. So, Josh Rosen, it is moving into Sunday, the Great White North of Minnesota. It's probably gorgeous up there now. It's about to like turn to you know you don't want to be there anymore. But I'm sure that like a week in October is beautiful before it starts to.
1: They're probably like shift. a week away from
0: Long John's. Yeah. Right. Oh, sounds awful. It's getting perfect here though in Phoenix. Oh no, we're there. We have a beautiful window on the on the fourth floor here of the IHAR building that, uh, yeah, you can see across the valley. You can see when torrential rain's coming, which may be coming soon. Let me ask you about this, though.
1: As we enter Sunday, and Josh Rosen now is entrenched as a starter, yes. right? No crazy talk about Sam Bradford coming back from Not the dead. Not anymore. Not yet. Like Mike Myers. Um, Across the field is going to be a guy, Kirk Cousins. Kirk, And Kirk Cousins was a guy that was attached to the... Arizona Cardinals in the offseason. I know that was kind of a a pipe dream to think that he was going to be an Arizona Cardinal just because where they were as far as the cap and where they were as far as talent on the roster and Kirk Cousins pretty much had the Cardinals third out of three, right? So I don't know. I mean, you could you could say the Jets or the Cardinals, but it was the Vikings, right? Yes. So they were in the sweepstakes. Yes. I mean, it's not stupid that we're talking about this when you we, uh, in your your opinion Alex when you look at this quarterback matchup on Sunday are you happy that it is what it is now or that or would you think that Kirk Cousins Oh Kirk Cousins 100 been... times out of 100
0: Really? Yeah. You don't want to see the future. I do, but you know what you're getting. Kirk Cousins is arguably the most or one of the most underrated quarterbacks of the last 3 or 4 seasons. All he's done is produce with little to no talent on his roster. And that would be perfect with the Cardinals. I mean, okay, so give me the best roster he had in Washington. I've always felt like he had decent receivers. Well, he brought Jamison Crowder out of
1: nowhere. Well, Jamison Crowder was a fourth-round pick out of Duke. He was a guy that they were able to develop. I don't don't give all the credit to Kirk Cousins. I mean, you can see there's a drop-off without Cousins in the lineup in Washington. But...
0: Run game wise, last year they had, had three. He had
1: Garcon at one point. Yep. I mean, he's had some decent, decent wide receivers
0: out there, um, but he's been top five, top seven in passing yards in in quarterback play over the last couple seasons. And a lot of times, because the defense, you know, it lets him down, and he puts up a lot of numbers because he has to stay in games. But I would take Kirk Cousins because you know what you're getting. You, you know what you
1: get it you're getting, but you also you know what you're gonna get right. This is a guy that's sub-500 in his career as a starting quarterback. He's still 2-2-1 two, two and one as Vikings quarterback. Yeah. Coming out of the gates as well as he's played. There's a ceiling there with Kirk Cousins. Can can he break through it at some point and make the clutch throws at the end of the game to, to make his team a winner instead of a loser? I, I still don't know that. Yeah, but, You know, I think that, that with a 10th overall pick and Josh Rosen in – He's light years ahead of where Kirk Cousins was when he was drafted out of Michigan sure. State. And I know that he was going into a quarterback competition right away, yeah. being in the same draft class as, as the RG3. guy he was going. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I just think that as far as a skill set is concerned, the sky's the limit for Josh Rosen. It's a high, high ceiling for Kirk Cousins. I just I think that there's def, there we kind of already know where
0: that is. Well, and it's this team would be so much more boring if Kirk Cousins was the quarterback. And you think be- it would? Well, because there's no excitement for the future. You, as you said, you know what you're going to get. Sure. He is a top 15 quarterback in this league. Kirk Cousins. I would say, especially with the team is currently constructed. They have one of the best offenses in the league They could ever get Dalvin Cook going. That defense has let them down in one loss. They excremented the bed against Buffalo. John Carlson, whatever Carlson, who's no longer with the team, missed two field goals against Green Bay that would have given them the win. So it's been an interesting first five weeks for that team, but I will still take Kirk Cousins. It would just be, he's not the most exciting guy. I mean, he's like Carson Palmer. It's like, he's a solid quarterback that will lead your team down the field. He's got a good arm. He throws touchdown passes. But it's always more exciting to have a young guy where you don't know what's going to happen in the future. Right. I mean, you could... We have no I idea. I mean, the grass is always greener, right? right? Yeah.
1: And, and you think in and the projections and the potential, it's all there. We're I, in a we're in a
0: two in the bush situation and not bird in the hand. We're sure. we're looking towards Josh Rosen in the future and being, you know, what? There's a young kid. They haven't had a kid since Matt Leinart, who was taking ballroom dancing, senior year of college. So I I I'd, still sticks in my head. Rich kid, ballroom dancing, didn't care about anything. Played football, didn't get touched in college. Josh Rosen is completely different. He's been through trials during. Lighter was
1: like a a D or C list celebrity too at that point. Yeah, he was hanging out with all the Hollywood.
0: Oh yeah, probably Nikki Nikki uh, Nicole Richie. Assuming at that point, not he would he wouldn't be on Paris level. I don't think. I think he probably hung out with her. Maybe maybe he uh, extracurricular. What do you think? (laughs) Anyways, anyways, back to so Josh Rosen. I mean, this is yes. I I think the Kirk Cousins would, I would be more excited with Kirk Cousins right now, but I understand the point of not knowing what's going to happen in the future, and maybe we'll have one of the best quarterbacks of all time here. We don't know. I think Kirk Cousins would have given you what you thought you could have
1: gotten from Sam Bradford, and it was an absolute failure. But Kirk Cousins would have taken that middle of the road to poor talent that you have outside of David Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald yeah, on And elevated it. And elevated it, yes, absolutely. absolutely. And and they would have been playing more competitive games. They still would have been handicapped by their play calling. But Kirk Cousins would have helped you overcome that. But it also would have kind of shaded the overall problem of, of the roster. And now you just know that you're in a full rebuild and you can just s- start to build for the future with, with Josh Rosen, where I think that there is an advantage to that. Maybe. You get a head start on it to where Kirk Cousins might have you make it as a fringe playoff team somewhere, maybe not this year, but next year if you play your cards right. I don't know. It it, it would have been uh, it would have been interesting. Yeah. I, I would have, if come March if if the free agency hit and he was available and you didn't get him, that's a mistake. But where they are now, I'm comfortable
0: with watching yeah, Rosen in, in this growing pains, and that's fine. And if you're going to rebuild, you have a guy for three or four years that you don't have to pay, so you are in a situation where Josh Rosen. Turns out to be a pro bowler like Jared Goff in his second year. He's not making anything, and you can build around the team. You have nine-year head start with, with Josh Rosen. Kirk Cousins is 30, Josh Rosen is 21. So I understand the alternative point. I think maybe it's I'm yearning for good football, and I know Kirk Cousins would give us better football right now than Josh Rosen does.
1: We're going to see it on Sunday. Yeah,
0: so we'll move in. So here's the thing. We're not going to take a break yet. So moving into Sunday... Ten and a half point underdogs are the Cardinals, uh, according to mybookie.ag. And I'm leaning more and more towards Arizona covering that. And I'm not talking in, in betting sense. This is not a sports betting show. The game will be closer than everybody expects it to be, in my opinion. If one thing happens, if they can finally figure out a way, and this is for the whole season, their main goal is to figure out a way to run block for David Johnson. And if it's going to be up the middle, figure out how to run block up the middle. They need to use Derek Coleman, their fullback. That He was the first fullback side in this offseason where a couple more were speckled out around the NFL. If you have a fullback, figure out how to use him or get somebody that's better to block for David Johnson. You need to use as much manpower as you can to not only block for David Johnson to allow him more than three yards of carry, but that also yields – being on the field longer. This is a whole thing that if, if you're on the field for 19 minutes and you score 21 points as an offense, something's wrong. And it was the one play 75-yarder that was great, but it also didn't give the defense any rest. You need to have sustained drives if you want to win any games and if you want the defense not to revolt with picket signs saying, we're not coming on the field. I'm done. We played 38 minutes already on this field. We don't want to play anymore because that's that's where we are at right now. They won't actually do that. But run blocking for David Johnson will open the world up for Josh Rosen as a quarterback because it'll keep the defense honest.
1: Yeah, I just, it, it's... Do you all, just not see that happening at just all? There's a couple things that just do, doesn't bode well as far as the Arizona Cardinals are concerned going up against the Vikings is last week we saw, yeah, we saw five turnovers from forced by this Cardinals defense, but we also saw a ton of yardage given up to a 49ers offense that was led by CJ Beathard. That's yeah, bad and there wasn't a lot of playmaking, Matt Breida was out of the game early with that injury, this is going to be a Vikings offense that's going to be able to cash in. They're going to get points. They're not going to leave them on the field like the Niners did. So if you give up a ton of yardage, there's going to be points involved this week. And the five turnovers, not being able to capitalize on that, and the offensive woes that continue, and it's going to be a 10 a.m. start here in the Valley, mm-hmm. it's just... it.
0: I, I don't that does not bode well. No, it doesn't. That early na- morning. I mean,
1: you're saving a little bit on a cross country flight because you're only you're going to Minnesota. It's 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 no easy task in itself. I, I just I think that the Vikings are poised. They they can't have another letdown like Buffalo in front of their home crowd. I don't think that that's going to happen. Mike Zimmer is is he's pretty smart, defensive minded coach. I think the offensive woes unfortunately continue. I don't think this is the week that they figure out how to utilize David Johnson. Uh-huh. Unfortunately. This is gonna be
0: a long day. So this is gonna be the L.A. Rams part two. Yeah, I think the well, yeah. I mean that's gonna be so. What was that? Thirty-four nothing. Thirty-four nothing. Yeah. So the run game isn't as strong, which the Cardinals have. The, that's on their side. At, you know the Vikings compared to the Rams, but that offense, that passing game is sexy, man. I mean, Adam Thielen, Stefan Diggs, Kyle Rudolph, Laquan Treadwell's come up. Aldrick Robinson's catch a couple touchdown passes recently. Like that is. It's going to be a problem because if if the Cardinals can't stay on the field offensively, it doesn't matter how many Patrick Petersons you have. They have too many guys. They have too many guys. You can't blitz them all because they have so many intermediate route runners. Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs are such great route runners intermediately and long distance. Kyle Rudolph, Greg Kittle killed him last week. You know, we talked about that, the, the tight end play, especially running up the seam. Kyle Rudolph's the same kind of guy. It's going to be, yes, it will be a problem for them in the pass game this week. And the only way to combat that is to stay on the field offensively. And it seems to be problematic. Xavier Rhodes is great. He'll probably be locking down Christian Kirk. Like, I don't know if you're going to put the number one guy in Larry Fitzgerald anymore. Yeah, probably it's, not. But Xavier Rhodes, he may, may not be able to catch keep up with Christian Kirk's speed. They're going to need to utilize Ricky Seals Jones in the middle of the field to open up the defense. The linebacking core, as we talked about last week, played much better, mm-hmm. even though Dan Buchanan wasn't one of the guys. Hassan Reddick played 107 snaps, even though he, there's been word of him being going on the trade block. Yeah, I don't know why you would ever trade a guy. You have two more years on his rookie deal. Why would you ever no, trade? No, he's, he's done or what? after this year. This is only his second year. On Reddick. Oh, I think that day I was getting. I was getting to him. Yeah. Okay. No, it's on Reddick. No, Reddick's off the
1: off the block. I think. Oh, he is not
0: because yeah. I there was a name. So Deion Buchanan, but the linebacking core played a lot better last week. It's just it's going to be tough. You're right. And if if we see Dalvin Cook and or Latavius Murray blow up, that'll be Latavius Murray, Mike Davis. I mean, the, the guys that Adrian Peterson just tear up this run defense. So I've just mentioned way more problems than solutions right now so we got a prediction coming up we will yeah on the other side we'll give our predictions and uh yeah it's not going to be it's going to be a little more bleak than than last week from me at least alex clancy bo brock here we'll be right back locked on cardinals baby alex clancy bo brock prediction time follow the podcast at locked on ac cards on twitter Bo, I'll let you go first. Minnesota hosting the Arizona Cardinals. 10 a.m. start here in the Valley, 1 p.m., obviously on the East Coast or Midwest or whatever the hell you call Minnesota. What is your prediction going into Sunday?
1: It's going to be about 28 to 9.
0: You think a miss extra point? Or three field goals? I don't know if it's
1: three field goals. I don't know if it's a maybe they score late in the game and they, they end up. Uh, missing an extra point or something after uh, a touchdown and having a field goal, I'm going to say 28 to nine. It's not going to be pretty. Um, the the offense needs to show some ability outside of a quick strike score, but I, I haven't seen anything to tell me otherwise. To sit here and start making predictions off of what I hope is going to happen is I, I can't. I don't want to get into the business of doing that. Yeah, it's, we're not homers here. We've seen five games on tape. In five games, say that this this offense continues to be inept, and if if they if they somehow figure out a way to stay on the field and, and kind of lessen that margin of time of possession, then I'll tip my cap to them. But I I don't think that that's something that's going to happen this Sunday in Minnesota, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go a little bit higher scoring. I you know it's whether it be garbage time or whatnot. This defense hasn't stopped a lot of people. It just hasn't. It, they they held Green Bay to uh, fewer points than people expected. I'm saying Minnesota 31, Cardinals 17. think that, again, whether it be garbage time scores or a defensive score, Christian Kirk running one back uh, for a punt return or something like that, I will say 31-17. But this, at halftime, will be a two-score, a two-touchdown lead by Minnesota, and then they'll just cruise in the, in the second half. I mean, it's... This offense has pop. The Cardinals offense does. It just depends on if they can get big plays to utilize it because it doesn't seem, as we've talked about, ad nauseum at this point. Stringing together first downs for a long, extensive drive isn't in the repertoire of this Cardinals team right now. Just isn't. We will check you guys on Monday, hopefully after at least an average performance by the Cardinals. How about that? Talk to you guys then.